to class today we're holding class listeners ladies gentlemen friends we're holding class today uh we're doing tropes 101 baby which i am so excited about you guys know i've basically that i built my entire instagram where i'm pretty much talking about tropes i'm fired up i'm ready to go um <laughs> we're going to explain all things tropes i do get a bunch of dms all the time like hey i'm new to bookstagram I love this, but like, what are we talking about? Um, so we're going to be explaining all things kind of surrounding tropes, talking about popular tropes in fandoms. Um, we're going to walk you guys through our favorite tropes because we've got oh, yeah. a bunch of them. Too many. Um, yeah, we've got a bunch. But like, let's start at the very first. Like, what are tropes? You know, what are tropes? Well, thank you, Professor Molly, um, for opening that up to me today. Uh- <laughs> My co-lecturer. Yeah, <laughs> I am the guest speaker here. Uh, no, but tropes, as you said, are majorly discussed on Bookstagram right now. Um, essentially, for those that do not know and are new here, um, tropes are any specific figure or scene or any form of literary device um, that is included in major novels and happen frequently across multiple novels. Uh, for example, the one bed trope, um, the touch her and you die trope, you know, if, if yeah. you are not completely familiar, you probably in some of Molly's, uh, book recommendation lists that have those specific tropes involved. And it just kind of evolved across where many novels that are written at the same time kind of have similar themes. And yeah. so you can group together what kind of novels you like to read based off what kind of trope is involved in it, right? Yeah. The lovers, the enemies really to lovers trope. <laughs> enemies to lovers, very famous trope. So it's really, essentially, it's a, re- a repeating literary device, a plot mm-hmm. point that mm-hmm. is popular to the point that it's been, it becomes a trope. Mm-hmm. Trope, I think originally was almost intended as a negative word because it, it kind of meant to poke fun that like these aren't original plots, but... Right. Isn't it like a I, synonym for trope is like, cliche isn't it like when you like look it up in the dictionary yeah so it 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 started kind of as before i feel like it got a life of its own on instagram on bookstagram specifically rebranded yeah we kind of we we took it and ran with it um it it was really just kind of like a cliche like a literary cliche like oh god that's such a trope like you know they've they've i can't believe that like she let out a breath that she didn't know she was holding like that i guess I guess also, uh, whenever you're going through Bookstagram, it still, it can be used either way. You yeah, know? it can be used either way. We, I tend to use it very positively right. because those are things I love to see. So I, uh, no to bad see. vibes here. No bad vibes. All good vibes. All good so. vibes, yeah. <laughs> so it's essentially, it's a cliche, it's a trope. But the thing that I think is very ironic is so many fantasy novels follow the hero's quest outline. Like that's, I, I can't remember. It was a literary guy who came up with it a couple, I mean, it was quite some time ago. It was in the <laughs> 1900s where they're like, so like they, they essentially analyzed a bunch of different fantasy novels and they were like, okay, they all pretty much follow this outline, like rising <laughs> action, falling action, like 
the meeting yeah. of the mentor, the rejecting of the call, the answering right. the call, they return yeah. with the antidote at the end. Like right. most fantasy novels follow what is called the hero's quest outline. Right. If not all of them to some extent. So it's yeah. also funny to me that almost all of fantasy is a trope. Yeah. I feel if like all if follow, you think of any, pretty much all nonfiction yeah. or all fiction writing is a trope. Yeah. You could, you could make all the exact same. Yeah. You could make that argument. Yeah. It's all kind of a generalized outline that people follow when they're writing, which to me is not a negative thing. I mean, obviously we love creativity and when people switch it up, but I I've never viewed tropes negatively, uh, but I know even going through bookstagram now, I, I see a lot of reels out there that are using it in a negative sense, just like she was holding in a breath that she let out or, you know, stuff that they are kind of using negative connotations towards in people's writings. I just, I just have never viewed it that way. I'm like, I've never viewed it that way. One bed, it's about to get crazy. You know, like I'm always about it. (laughs) Well, I think it's a really wonderful way also for authors, especially if it's a book that you haven't read. It's a really wonderful way to give people an idea about what your book is about and also Mm -hmm. to get them excited about a book that they haven't read. Because otherwise it's like, how are you, I mean, obviously the description and the synopsis and there are ways to get people excited about a book that they haven't read. But I mean, this is not to bring my own stuff into it, but like one of the reasons I posted when I was posting about the synopsis of the book I'm writing, one of the things I then, one of the, tell me more, tell me more. We're just going to sit there for a second, I guess. One of the things that I posted was, and here are the tropes I'm putting in the book. And like, that got people excited because they were like, I love reading this. I love reading that. And yeah, it's a way to kind of show people like, okay, this is kind of the style of writing. This is what you can expect. Mm-hmm. And you already enjoy reading those scenes. So you know that you're going to have some level of enjoyment when reading it. So yeah. I think that, that also for authors, tropes are really popular in that way to get people excited and also give them some insight into like, okay, well, what is the character's relationship going to be? I'm like, well, yeah. it's enemies to lovers. And then you right. know, and then you're like, oh, I love that line. I love reading that. And then it is, it, you already end up having a positive connotation with something that you haven't read yet. Well, and, uh, even going into a, a couple popular literature novels today. So like Akatar has the one bed trope, right? We love it. And it's um, from blood Nash also has the one bed trope. We love it. I am not disappointed ever when never. I read the one bed trope either, ever, ever. I've never, never been never sad, never sad. Um, no. even with like, uh, I almost said Kingdom of the Wrath again. Kingdom of the Wicked. <laughs> For those of you who have read Kingdom of the Cursed and are now eagerly awaiting Kingdom of the Wicked, Alyssa and I can't stop calling it Kingdom of the Wrath. <laughs> Maybe we can just uh, coin carry to like title the whole series Kingdom of the Wrath and then just have like the kingdoms for each book, but then the whole series itself is called of Kingdom the of the Wrath. <laughs> Carrie, if you're listening, sorry, we've done Carrie, this two novels. Sorry. <laughs> We're running with it. Forgive us. Forgive us. Um, but no, I'm never upset about the one bed trope. I'm never upset about the enemies to lovers trope. Never. Uh, like, touch her and you die trope. Give it to me oh, any day. Please. Elite. Please. Elite. Sweet Dagger sweet. to your thigh trope. About it. Every yeah. time. Like, I, I just don't think there's a trope out there that I get upset about hearing. Never. Never. Um, and there are some really popular ones in the fandom. In the fandom, you know, that is bookstagram. So we're kind of talking right. about the modern bookstagram scene. So a couple of the ones that, that I think I love and I think are some of the favorites are, so obviously we've discussed the one bed trope. Mm. So 
Um, one bed trope is obviously we've got two MCs who are at the, most of the time they're not into each other yet. Most yeah. of the time with the one bed trope, I'd yeah. say not all the time. Usually it goes hand in hand with the enemies to leverage trope. Yeah, only got both two in one. Yeah, one bed trope and enemies to leverage are like this. Yeah, BFS. Uh, there's really there's one bed for both the one bed <laughs> trope and enemies to lovers. <laughs> there's, both a trope. there's a trope for the enemies to lovers and one bed trope together. Yeah. That's a yes. whole giant yes. trope. It's self referencing. Yeah. <laughs> so the one bed trope is very popular where two characters who do not like each other but we're rooting for them, probably like you know, lots of sexual tension, show yeah. up to an inn, a house, whatever. They must take shelter for the evening where they. Yeah. Maybe some we're not planning to. And of mm-hmm. course, there's only one bed left. So let's that, get it on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, that summed it up. I was kind of like, where am I going with this sentence? But you <laughs> took it for me. Uh, so the one bed trope is very popular. Typically, that is the breaking point from enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, enemies to lovers as a trope is very popular, just as a plot device where you have two people who start out enemies and eventually become lovers. Right. Um, that's very, very sexual popular. Sexual tension from day one, all sexual tension from day one. All of it. Um, strapping a dagger to their thigh is also a trope because you just see that that's more of a, a specific like sentence trope. Cause you see a lot of like strapping a dagger to their thigh. Right. Um, which is why I'm planning to get a dagger tattoo on my thigh. I already have one. It's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So that's happening. Um, that's very, very popular. Dagger to uh, one bed, enemies to lovers, trapping dagger to the thigh. The um, who hurt you trope. Who hurt you? Also, an excellent trope where we have two, also goes hand in hand with enemies to lovers, where you have mm-hmm. two individuals who, again, probably lots of tension, but probably don't actually like each other or have admitted that they like each other at this point. Yeah. One of them is injured or even crying. It could just be emotionally injured. Yeah, it could be physical or mental injury, mm-hmm. either one. And then um, our other MC approaches and all of a sudden gets very protective and is very, like, comes, breaks their hard shell a little bit. And yeah. typically the sentence... Shows vulnerability. Mm-hmm, the, typically the sentence, who hurt you, is uttered. And at that moment, you know, it's going down. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a wonderful one. Again, also very, very popular with enemies to lovers. Again, as, as a point when they switch from enemies to lovers. Uh, that's very pop, very popular. The um, touch her and you die also goes hand in hand with a uh, person who hates everyone but their love interest. Yeah, the uh, dark hair, morally gray men that we love to see, yeah. our favorite boyfriends, um, they normally go hand in hand with the touch her and you die trope, yeah. which makes us love them more, obviously. Because yes, inciting yeah. violence is obviously what we love to read about, not so in act. But reading is great. <laughs> reading is great. Doing it, we don't recommend. Yeah. So those, I mean, I think those are, those are, are big. I mean, dark haired and morally gray is also a trope. Like that's also just yes. straight up one. The dark haired yeah. and the morally gray. Um, so uh, those are like, I think the big, maybe like five or six that we see a lot of. Oh, and, silly me. The nightmare trope. The nightmare. That's so true. I didn't even think about that one. The Jeez. nightmare trope. Oh, I was talking about this today and I was like going over tropes in my head. The nightmare trope didn't even cross my mind, but it's such a trope. Like so good. uh, Someone has nightmare. The other MC comes out and essentially saves them from said nightmare, wraps them up in their arms. And then it's all hunky dory. Right. So much better. Also Um, an Akatar. Actually. Yeah. Also appears in from blood and ash. Um, The, um, the bargainer series I just read. 
mm-hmm. also included in that one. Um, God, we love it. We love a night. <sighs> yeah, it's it's so good too. I, again, so I don't good. ever get mad. I, so there's good. not a trope I get mad about reading. So I it it just really does it. It hones in with like with the nightmare trope specifically goes in with the childhood trauma trope or traumatic event situation, yep. and yep. then it just brings the bond of the two love interest characters closer and we love to see it. So close. We'd love to see it. So close. So close. So So close. close. If you were any closer, you would be me. (laughs) (laughs) I think those, and those are really kind of some of the most, the ones that we're seeing a lot in newer fantasy novels. Like I would say the fantasy landscape right now does have a lot of those. I mean, we just mentioned right now, a lot of those are both in from Mm -hmm. Blood and Ash and Akatar. Yes. Also, I'd like to make this very clear. I'm not complaining. I've actually run out. I need you to write more. So (laughs) this is not... We need more. We need more. And those are also, I think, very popular right now. I think they kind of ebb and flow, like, you know, the evolution of tropes over time. I think they they change throughout the decades as different groups of writers are all, like, somewhat... not No one's formed by the same experiences, but generationally somewhat Mm -hmm. formed by some of the same experiences. So... I think right now it does not surprise me that like everybody gets COVID, everybody has anxiety, everybody's strung out and probably a little bit depressed. A lot of the tropes are very comforting and very warm and like they are, you know, enemies lovers is very sweet. Like, you know, so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, as the evolution of, as tropes become tropes over time, it doesn't surprise me that that's what we're seeing a lot of right now is because yeah. I'm not saying that that has happened in the last two years. Obviously this take, that takes a lot longer to happen, but right. it's very much in the popular book discourse right now. Mm-hmm. And, well, and if you think about um, back in like Tolkien time where the great adventure was kind of the major trope, right? Like the great adventure mm-hmm. um, was what all of the fantasy novels based around. But if you think about it in that time, that's when like major transportation were developing, like, Yep, you know, yep. cars were obviously around, but like airplanes, trains, like they were becoming more and more popular forms of transportation. So people were going on more epic adventures to lands they've never been to. So it mm-hmm. makes sense that people wanted to read about that also yep. in fantasy that kind of coincided with what people were experiencing in the world at that time. Especially because the great adventure, the quest trope, if you will, um, mm-hmm. really started around out and around a lot of times we had World War One, World War Two, major, mm-hmm. major like world wars. So that's when you start to see a lot of the origin points in popular literature and fiction with tropes and quests and the, the great grand quest and all of those things and, and the, the hero's quest like we were talking about earlier. So yeah. they do evolve over time quite a bit as, as we reflect what we want to see in the world um, because that's one of the great things about reading is you can push your horizon so much and you can develop empathy through reading and understanding other POVs. So it doesn't shock me that that tropes really do evolve over time. And right now we're all having nightmares. We're all we're all having nightmares and we all have a lot of sexual tension built up. Yeah. Yeah. We're all we're all horny and stuck at home. Lovely. That's what we are. So that is what we want to read about. (laughs) We cannot attain right now. Okay. Um uh but yeah tropes that we want to see more of which one but which one which what do what have you not seen what do you want to see more of uh dragons (laughs) that's hardly a trope but like give me more i will never be upset (laughs) they're always a good idea i know it's not technically a trope 
But if I'm just sending out requests of what I want to read more about, dragons are it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the other, okay. But like a real trope that I want to see more of, um, I think, uh, okay. So, okay. I said, I, I'm not a hater on tropes. I'm not, but I do prefer enemies to lovers over friends to lovers. Um, I want to see enemies to lovers all the time, all the time, time. all the time. Even if they're not like straight up enemies, but like annoyance to lovers is fine too. But like that whole there's yeah. a lot of sexual tension yeah. build yeah. up pre-smut uh, tension. I want that. I need that. And then yeah. because that makes the smut smuttier, to be honest, because there's a little <laughs> bit of like hate mixed in with the love and it just makes it. You're not wrong. Insane. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, love that. I'll, I mean, I'll say a trope I want to see less of, like I'll just straight up, like I love tropes, but like I, and I'll agree with you. I don't like friends to lovers. I don't like it. I don't like it. And maybe because that's, I'm because, because I'm, I will, I would never in my real life. Well, granted, I probably will never in my real life, like be in an enemies <laughs> to lovers romance. So like, I shouldn't base this on real life. Never but, say never. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> um, I don't like friends to lovers at all because to me, I'm like, no, like from as soon as I see somebody, like if I meet somebody and they're like, uh, it's obvious to me from day one, if I would be interested in someone sexually, like so, uh, I, I would never just wake up one day after like being friends with a guy for two years and be like, oh, right. wait, I'm in love with you. No, 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 no. You got me there. You got me there. I guess. Yeah. You're, you got a point. You got a I'm point. So I'm really surprised I didn't text you about this. It's super funny. We're talking about tropes right now. Um, Because I was on the phone with my mom yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about like the podcast. We were talking about um, just um, kind of some tropes. More so we were talking about our favorite smutty books. Okay. Yep. Okay. And, um, obviously we know like a uh, fairy smut is yeah. a, is a trope too. Yep. Sure. And, um, and uh, we were talking about our favorite ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I then went on to tell her about how my boyfriend is like, you know, he's very supportive of everything yeah. I do. Like, there's not really a thing that he's not supportive of, which yeah. we love to see, but, um, He's, he said the other day, like, you know, I really love how much you read because it's, you know, it just, you're stimulating your mind all of the time. Meanwhile, <laughs> dog things being stimulated. <laughs> I in my mind. <laughs> or multiple things are being stimulated, I guess I should say. <laughs> you're half right, like, sir. You you're half so right. right. I am so stimulated right now. <laughs> I sent him some snippets here and there. So like he knows some of the stuff yeah. I read, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, with the sporting notes, he, he's about it. He likes reading them. But I was reading uh, the Curse of the Princes trilogy. What is that, that trilogy actually called? It's like Curse, Curse of the... Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Alyssa Thorne series. The Alyssa Thorne series. What are the books actually called? 
and of the prince, curse of the blood prince no curse of the blood prince is the okay first yeah, that's one. the first yeah, one yeah, yeah. so yeah. i um was reading curse of the blood prince and i'll like send him you know snippets here and there but you know in that in that one um his horns are involved a lot yeah and i almost sent some kindle highlights of that one um but i was like the horns might be might be too much for him <laughs> he might not he, that might be the line he draws that might be know? the line <laughs> No, I didn't do that one specifically. <laughs> God, I love it. I mean, I don't think that's, it's Wrath of the Fae is the trilogy. There we go, Wrath of the Fae. It's such a good one. Um, that's another uh, book wreck if uh, anyone- Another good one. Another wreck, good one. But, uh, another good one. Yeah. That's one I, I did not send Kindle highlights of because I did not know. <laughs> didn't know what I was going to To the horns, you know? <laughs> but what are- I mean, what are some of your favorites? We know we we know how I feel about friends to lovers, but what are some of like what do you need more of, and who hurt you to make you love those tropes? Um. Well, let's see. I need more of the who hurt you. Oh um, yeah, that's on uh, yeah. abandonment issues. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I get that. Like, um, true. Um, no, true. who hurt you trope is yeah. one that like. Any book boyfriend I have becomes like a book hubby as yeah. soon as that who hurt you happens. I'm like, yeah. Mary, done. Done. On it. I'm here yep. for life. Yep. Um, you will always yep. be in my heart. Um, that's one yep. I need for sure. And yep. that's definitely, I guess that is true too. Some of these uh, literary favorites definitely stem from some form of hurt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, cool. I love like, okay, so I... I mean, it's in my bio. Like, I love enemies to lovers. I love it. I love it. And that's only because I have abandonment issues and Mm -hmm. I have severe anxiety and I don't think anybody likes me. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea that someone could see all of the worst aspects of someone and hate them and be their enemy and then decide to accept them and love them and they will end up together. So like, that's the other thing is like tropes, I think also time reflect a lot of the... Because let's be honest, like, not to, well, actually not, I'm going to say not to take it there, but I'm like, no, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm no, I'm going to take it there, it there yeah. <laughs> A lot of take people, everyone's journey is different and it hurts for their own reason and it is it is valid and important, but like abandonment issues are a mm-hmm. big topic. Like a lot yeah. of people have gone through that. A lot of people have anxiety. A lot of people have these things. So tropes mm-hmm. serve as a comfort to people who I think have gone through a lot of this stuff. And that's why I love half the shit that I love. I mean, like it's, it's a reflection. It it shows like, uh, that makes me feel better. I want to read that because it makes me feel better about what I've gone through. It makes me find support in that. So I think that's why a lot of tropes are popular is for those reasons. But like, dude, that's why I like enemies to lovers for the same, like it's for the same reason. It's not because I enjoy throwing. Well, no, I take that back. I was going to say, it's not because I enjoy throwing insults at people. And then I was like, oh no, I definitely enjoy that. But it's like the idea of like, you know, I can throw these insults and they might be throwing them back, but they might like me underneath the insults. Right. You know, right. it's, it's the also idea, like that uh, mean kid on the playground who actually has a crush on you. That's kind of like the enemy. Very juvenile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it really is the idea of like someone seeing all of the worst of you and then still accepting you. And then not only accepting you, but liking you and loving you and, and choosing you, even though yeah. you led with your worst foot first, right. which I wouldn't recommend in real life. Like everyone heal, heal your shit and go to, with, and go to therapy, but uh, I wouldn't recommend that approach in real life, but it's, 
you know, it's a cope, it's soothing to read. Just read. The one thing that I do um, thoroughly enjoy, it's not necessarily a trope, but I guess it goes along the lines of it, or maybe it's not a discussed one, but in a lot of the major fantasy novels um, in the last several years, it does work through people's mental trauma in the novel. So like looking at Akatar, looking at From Blood and Ash, looking at The Plated Prisoner, like they all individually, and even if they have supportive, um, yep their love interest or whoever, but they work through a lot of their mental traumas to essentially overcome them. Yep. Which I think is also important with how fantasy and literature morphs, how people view things, obviously, um, to add that into it. They are doing that a lot more in television as well, which I really like because if, if we look at TV shows from when we were younger, um, growing up in like middle school ish era, one I'm thinking of specifically is like one tree hill. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of trauma on One Tree Hill, but they never addressed like getting help for it or going to therapy right. for it, or it just kind of like goes away. And we right. know in real life that that doesn't really happen. Like yep. it doesn't just go away. If it does go away, it's definitely coming back. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> one way or another, truly, it will be back. Yeah. Um, but in TV shows now and in and literature now you see the mental battle of overcoming this trauma and working with this trauma yeah. um specifically like Akasith like yep you yep. you, you watch that Nesta's whole journey. process all mm-hmm. of Nesta's trauma journey in Akasith was mm-hmm. and there's a reason that I also that's also my favorite fucking book at this point <laughs> was goddamn Akasith um that's okay so good it's so good it's another one um and I wonder also with like there's some form of denial in a lot of things because I know some tropes like trigger people also Mm -hmm. which could also be a reason they don't want to read them or could feel strongly about them um but it does it does address underlying issues or feelings within yourself that can be reflected into a novel and make you feel more understood and heard. Even if it isn't a fiction novel, if someone wrote that, it's not understood. Yeah. Other people feel the same way. Yeah. It helps you process, helps you build your empathy and processing skills. And it can help bring people together. You like this trope. I like this trope. Let's now discuss our daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we did. That's what we did. I'm crying because it's so true. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, how many conversations have I had on Bookstagram where it's like, oh, you like the one bed trope? You like the one bed trope? Cool. Let's talk about our daddy. (laughs) Trauma. Um, That's on trauma, baby. But it it really does in a way also, which I mean, we've talked about before. Um, books and bookstagram has helped bring people together, make friends, hit our online friends, each other. Um, and like, that's just another factor of it that brings it together. Like we relate on this. We're probably going to relate on some more things. Let's just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a real good, it's a gateway drug into excellent trauma bonding friendships. Trauma bonding (laughs) is bad. Don't do that kids. Um, It's not what we're talking about. Children at home listening. It's not a good idea. Yeah. Don't Uh, trauma bond. You can bond with someone over healing your trauma separately, but do not Mm -hmm. trauma bond. Trauma bond is bad. Anyway. 
speaking to front. All right, guys, <laughs> we're gonna climb out of the one bed here that Alyssa and I have climbed into, and we're gonna back slowly out of the room. Um, if you, we want to know, like, what are your favorite tropes? What are ones that you're tired of seeing? Which ones are you obsessed with? Which ones do you want to see more of? Um, we're going to probably put up a post on Instagram after this episode goes live and you guys can discuss that in the comments. You can send us DMs, carrier pigeons, like we said, um, all, you know, of you can, all of it. Just send us all of the things and we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much cuties for listening in and remember dragons are always, are always a good idea. Always a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Got us some pizza, got us some garlic bread, you know, got, oh, Siri, I'm not fucking talking to you. Okay.